Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I am down with OPP. Yeah, that's right. You know me. Uh, what I like most about your cultural references is that they are current. Yeah, every single one is, has taken place since I've been born, most likely. Which to me is relevant now. I, that's almost like an enlightened viewpoint. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's enlightened or the exact opposite uh, of enlightened. It's one of the two. Yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. You're, you're, at, you're at this strange like precipice where it, if you lean one way or the left, you're like, oh, I am becoming enlightened or no, I'm becoming redundant. Maybe that's because you and I have been watching a lot of uh, Search Party and the season's a lot about enlightenment. Uh, yeah. And I like to think that you and I are both completely enlightened, completely at peace people. I mean, I am. That's true. I think I've seen you um, raise your voice one time in the 10 years I've known you. And it was only to save a life. There yeah. was a kitten in the road who didn't hear the car coming. Uh, and what was really strange was you took the, uh, the approach of Frank Reynolds when he yells at Mac to uh, get out of the way of the piano. Yeah. <laughs> it was a deep offensive reference for anybody that's interested. It's true. Uh, so, oh, yeah, what are we talking about this week? Oh, we're doing the first part of our year end list. Yeah, this is something that Alex and I look forward to every single year. Uh, I wish that we could be in person uh, together, but I've had some uh, upper respiratory shit. Luckily, no COVID here. Knock on all the wood in the world. But yeah, all good. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about today because not only are we talking about um, numbers 10 through 6 on our top 10 list, we got news to share. Uh, we got comic books, our favorite comic books of the year to talk about, returning and new. We got a lot of shit going on today. So what's the news? Oh, you want to get right into it? You don't want to ask me what no. I've been doing, how no. I've been? No. Uh, well, I want to ask you about things that you've been doing. Uh, and we just talked off air about this, but I just watched The Matrix and my mind is blown forever. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm uh, the one from 1999. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Matrix uh, animated film. <laughs> the Reanimatrix? Yes, thank you. Because I, I forgot what it was called. I'm glad you remembered it. Did I Did I totally nail it? That I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, well, the... that, wasn't, that wasn't prepped. I'm so proud of us. So proud of me specifically. Uh, yeah, let's get into the news because I'm done with that line of thinking. Uh, Alex, how excited are you to have a Scott Pilgrim animated show? Not very. No, okay, fair enough. Moving on. Uh, no, I'm pumped for this. Not me, like, to me, like, I'll watch it, but to me, like, the movie's just like the perfect adaptation, even though it's not yeah. a one for one adaptation of the comic. So it's just, it, yeah. It's all I needed. I hope there's zero characters from Scott Pilgrim in it. No, that'd be a very bold ad- adaptation. Totally original. Still call yeah. it Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have a release date for the boys, June 3rd. It will be back. Yeah, cool. I'm excited. It, it, yeah. It'll have been too long by that point. I know. It's probably going to be the longest that we've gone without a new season of the boys. Yeah. Since season one, because yeah. we went forever. <laughs> we went thousands of years. In uh, um, some Marvel news, Morbius has been delayed because, of course. I know, which is like, like I'm not exactly like looking forward to Morbius, but I'll still watch it. But like, 
I think originally, not originally, but at one point it was in October and it would have been a perfect October movie. Now yeah. I think it's in April now, I want to say maybe. Yeah, I mean it was it was also it was perfect for October and it was perfect for January because January is when all the really shitty movies of the year come out. And for the, the most part. and the award contenders as well. Yes, that had limited theatrical releases in December. You got it. Do you think this one is going to be an Oscar favorite come 2023? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, according to uh, some people on the Invincible side of things, uh, season two is going to be a while. It's not even in production yet. Oh, wow. That, that really surprises me. Yep. That's uh, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think agree. everybody was kind of hoping for that a lot sooner. Yeah. Especially with it being animated and that takes time. So yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, especially because too, like I mean, they have, I don't know, 23, 24 volumes to adaptary more from it's like it's like original stories that they're coming up with. They're taking stories that they already knew and already have and adapting it for a screen. Uh yeah, there's 25 volumes of this comic book out. I think the source material's there. Uh I don't think it needs a ton of tweaking. They didn't do it. You know, they did a lot of tweaking, but they didn't do that much. Sure. Um, James Gunn is going to be involved in another DC project for HBO Max. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear what it is. Yeah, I, I don't care what it is. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit. It, it could be. It, it could be Batman or Calendar Man. I don't care. Yeah, I'm 100 percent on board. Uh, it could just be the story of. Uh, polka dot man and how he got his polka dots for 12 episodes and i'm sure it'll be the funniest thing i've ever seen i agree um and last but not least um alex's favorite batman has confirmed his final role of batman will be in the flash true r.i.p batfleck r.i.p batfleck uh you will be missed by alex eshbat uh end of list and millions oh there's going to be a special in memoriam for for Batfleck at the Oscar this year. With that being said, uh, I, they also confirmed. I don't know if we talked about this last week, uh, but Keaton's going to be in Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, That's I think cool. we talked about it last week, but I, it's worth repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm They're cool obviously going to be doing some sort of a Batman Beyond type thing. Yeah, which, which is strange because you know we have the Batman coming out this next year, and uh, yeah. But yeah, the DC. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about what we're excited to watch in 2022. Yeah. Are, are we doing that this episode? No, yeah, we'll we'll wait till the very end. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's how you wrap it up. Is you talk about what's coming? Yeah, good point. Because we're we're done with the excitement after number one, and then we need a little something to look forward sure, to, right? Sure. Why not? Um, let's talk about our uh, favorite comics of this year. Uh. For me, I listed out all my comics that started this year or were published in a trade form this year. Okay. Um, I don't know how you did yours, but we both came up with a bunch of our lists. Yeah, you come all mine are lists? currently being published for this past year. Uh, okay. But only, I want to say two of them are new for this year. Okay, cool. Um, uh, but I think all four are new to trade. I know all four are new to trade this year. Or hard well, let's do this then. I will. I will kick it off with my favorite ongoing comics. Okay. Uh, and then I'll do. We'll do yours, and then I'll talk about my favorite ones from this year. Okay. Uh, for ongoing stuff, um, 
on the Marvel side of things. I've only got one comic and it's by the great Chip Zdarsky. Uh, it is Daredevil. Great choice. I thought so too. Yeah. Um, I also have a cop, uh, cop out for my, for another Marvel one later on that you'll hear uh, for me to get away with that. But Daredevil's so good. Zdarsky's so slick in his writing. Um, love that shit. Yeah. It, it, it's a fun take with Matt that uses that brings in Electra and brings in Kingpin and still works and feels like a fresh original story. Yeah. You wouldn't think that you'd still be able to do something as fresh as they're doing right now, especially with somebody who's um, most known in my household for being the sex criminals guy. So love, yeah. love to see it. <laughs> um, something is killing the children. James Tinian on boom comics. Uh, holy shit. This book is so good. Yeah, it has not slowed down in one one single issue. It's already inspired spinoffs, and uh, its first issue is worth hundreds of dollars. If you're lucky enough to own it, hang on to that sucker. It's going to be worth something because this series is nuts. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, I really enjoy it uh, each time I read it, and I really love what Boom's doing right now. So they're doing they're doing a lot of really cool shit. Uh, So if you haven't been paying attention to Boom, they're probably I mean, I don't know if your thoughts would be the same as mine, but I would say they're the fourth in comic creators right now. Yeah, I, I would say so. Like, I mean, Dark Horse might make more money oh, because yeah, Dark Horse shit. does a lot of uh, IP stuff. Uh, but uh, I think Boom has obviously seen the biggest growth probably in the past two years. Yeah, if it wasn't for Black Hammer for me, I think I would put them there at that four spot behind Image, but Black Hammer is my favorite comic, so... Uh, speaking of ongoing, uh, speaking of Black Hammer, Black Hammer's on my list here. Uh, I've talked about this for years on end. If you want to hear me talk about Black Hammer more, just go listen to our last it, last year's year end of podcast. Um, and then we'll end with two more for me. Uh, DC, Nightwing, Tom Taylor. God damn. Yeah, I'm super jealous that you've been able to read this. I'm waiting for the trade paperback. But Nightwing is my second favorite DC character. Tom Taylor is a fantastic writer. The previous night Nightwing run was not good, in my opinion. So, like, I've been like needing this. I just have to wait. Tom Taylor is the guy that put X twenty three on the map, aka the new Wolverine, uh, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, he made that character wildly possible or wild, wildly popular. Uh, not. Not simple to do, uh, especially with a lot of Wolverine fans out there. And he's great with Elseworld stories, as we've seen with Injustice and Deceased as well, too. Oh, yeah. And then I think my favorite ongoing comic book was one that I started this year, thanks to Alex. Uh, It's one that I wish I owned every single issue of because they're worth lots and lots of money, but it's Ice Cream Man. Yeah. This book is good as shit. Yeah, It's It's dark. It's scary. Sometimes it's really funny sometimes yeah. it's heartwarming it's everything and it has just enough like interconnectedness like between the issues that like it, you feel like there's a sense of progression within the within the larger world of the ice cream man as well too yeah absolutely uh if you haven't checked it out go do it now um i really hope that they adapt this in some weird way but it's an anthology series with a kind of a through line with the ice cream man the villain um and caleb yeah uh well i'm going to talk about mine uh 
Yeah, my favorite me. Marvel book of 2021. <laughs> yeah, 2021. Yeah. Uh, with it's no secret uh, that I'm a huge X Men fan, uh, but I felt like I had to pick one book in the X Men series, and so I chose Cable by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto uh, because the series is a lot more fun than I would expect it to be. Uh, it made me like Young Cable, who I who I hated previously, and Phil Noto's art is fantastic. Uh, and I just like that even though this focuses on a singular character, it's still able to bring in people like the Cuckoos and Emma and other characters in the X-Men universe and seem to be moving forward with uh, Hickman's vision for the X-Men. For DC, I didn't choose a traditional DC book. I chose The Nice House on the Lake by James Tinian. uh, James Tinian's so hot right now. I know. Which has been fantastic. It's it's a great like horror book. And I, I really don't want to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't read it. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it there. But if, if you like horror and comics, it, it is a must read. And I did pick two indies. Uh, one on Boom uh, and the other on Image. Uh, the Boom book you already mentioned. Something of Killing the Children by James Tinian. Um, Nailed it. This is a book that I really want to see adapted to a TV series too. It has like Buffy vibes, but like violent Buffy vibes. Uh, and I think it would work really mm-hmm. well, uh, like on like HBO Max or Netflix or somewhere like there. Probably not Netflix because well, Netflix is toned down lock and key and, and sweet tooth. And I like both of those, but I, I, I like to just maintain the horror that is captured in something like children. Oh, yeah, uh, that'd be great. My last indie is uh, The Department of Truth on Image by James Tinian. Uh, so James City is so hot right now. I know it's I I haven't even read his Batman stuff, uh, which is funny too because like I I've read James Tinney in like years before like this stuff and I thought he was an okay writer, but like the past two years like he's become one of my favorites. As Department of Truth is just a mind warp within his own, and this world is so large and massive, and it tackles conspiracy theories in a fresh way that I haven't seen before. That made me really appreciate what he's able to do. That book is is really great. I can't wait to get the second volume in. Uh, I read the first volume and it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I picked the second volume up this week too. Nice. Yeah, it's it's on my list to grab. Uh, probably gonna have to Amazon it. Sorry, sorry, local comic book shops. I apologize. <clears throat> That's because I picked up the only volume two at one of our local, local comic book shops. Yep. Thanks for supporting local comic shops, Alex. You're I'm the a real hero. MVP. Yeah, you're the real hero. Yeah, Alex is wearing his cape that says hero on the back. And the front. But it like hero like G-Y-R-O. My second favorite sandwich. What's your first favorite sandwich? Uh, the hot dog. That's a great choice for a sandwich. Yeah. Meat in between two slices of bread sandwich. Yeah, done. My favorite sandwich is a hamburger, but you know, uh, well, we... We can't all be winners like Alex yeah. and his hot dog. Yeah. That's what, that sounded you. worse than it was. Uh, my favorite comics that came out this year, uh, and I'm totally going to cheat on some of these, by the way. So sorry. Uh, these are things that may have started in 2020 uh, and were public, uh, published in 2021 in novel form. Sure. Um, but let's start with Marvel. I cheated big on this one. I think it's the only one I really cheated on. Uh, but I just put the entirety of Reign of X 
Yeah. <laughs> 100% fair. Uh, the ongoing X-Men storyline is great. Alex and I are keeping up with it in trade paperback form. I was talking with my little brother today who's uh, also a gigantic X-Men fan like Alex is. Uh, and he was quizzing me on what I all I had read. And he's like, you are so behind. So Marvel, you need to step your shit up. Step your pussy up. Release these well, trades. It's, it's a crime of, of being a patient reader and wanting to yeah. enjoy it all at, at once. Let me tell you, it looks great on my shelf, though. It yeah. looks fucking incredible. Um, my other Marvel book is by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, it is a self-contained limited series. Alex, can you tell the people what it is? Yeah, it's Beta Ray Bell. Goddamn right. Incredible story. Uh, heartwarming, funny, ridiculous, uh, and all in Daniel Warren Johnson's impeccable, unique art that is unlike anybody else's. Yeah. And it's it's my favorite thing that he's done as well. And I've liked everything that I've read from him. Yeah, I, I, never, I never thought about that, but I think I agree with you there. Probably my favorite thing that he's done as well, too. Oh, excellent. I didn't know that you had read that for some Wait, reason. Wait, did he read? No, he wrote The Last God, right? Didn't draw it. Um, I've got that right here. Give me one second. Okay. That was Philip Kennedy Johnson. Oh, too many Johnsons. That was, that was PKJ. Yeah. Too many Johnsons. Uh, On the dance floor. When Alex and I record live, there's too many Johnsons. Mm -hmm. uh, for DC, we're going to stick with the big stuff here. Uh, I put this is the only one I, I had back on my ongoing, but Nightwing already talked about it, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, and then Strange Adventures was my other favorite one. Uh, first time that Tom King has been mentioned this year by us. It's funny He's too because, like, I think we, every year by us. I just the other day I picked up three of the three books that we've already talked about. Yep. Yeah. Some of these things you, you have definitely just picked up. Uh, Strange Adventures follows Adam Strange on a, um, it's a, it's like a two timeline type of thing uh, back and forth. And it's all being investigated by Mr. Terrific. Unreal. It's the Unreal iconic uh, Adam Strange storyline in DC history. I mean, it, yeah. It's going to be if it if it wasn't already. Yeah, it, it is one hundred percent. Yep. Uh, on image, I picked uh, a different book by W. Maxwell Prince. Ha ha. Uh, oh, I, I really like ha ha. Yeah, uh, the the sad clown stories is what it's called. Yeah, and it perfectly mirrors um, Ice Cream Man in every single way. Yeah, but instead of a creepy Ice Cream Man uh, as the through line. Uh, the through line is creepy clowns, but it is a really good companion piece. I feel like, Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. I hope he does or announces something else this year. Uh, similar, but in its own vein, maybe yeah. murderous crocodiles. Who knows? King of nowhere. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That works too. Um, and then my other one, and this is probably going to be a bit of a shock, uh, but ultra mega was absolutely incredible. And it came out in its collected version this year. Um, this feels like to me like you're like that you, you're getting into manga all of a sudden. I mean, it's it's definitely my my guiding way in. It's about kaiju's. Uh, it's about blood. It's about murder. It's about just unreal decimation of everything in the future. And it's one of the coolest, goriest 
most fun books I've ever read. And if you yeah. haven't read Ultra Mega, pick it up. I'll Alex, check it out then. It yeah. If you want to borrow it, I'll let you borrow it. Uh, and then I just went with uh, the rest uh, of all of the publishers. So I've got one from Fanagraphics. Oh. And I've got one from Boom. Well, your Fanagraphics, can I guess what Fanagraphics is? Uh, you're already going to know it. So go ahead. Yeah, Tell it's Monster it by Barry Windsor Smith. Oh, no, you're wrong. Oh, really? You are absolutely wrong. Uh, it is Crisis Zone. Wow. It is Crisis Zone. Uh, and you know what? Monsters was on my list until I read a different book in this last week. Uh, and I'll tell you what that one is in a second. But uh, Crisis Zone, if you don't know, is the continuing story of Meg, Mog, and Owl uh, by Simon Hanselman. <sighs> I am uh, and it's all COVID-centric. Right Alex absolutely hates these people. Uh, for good reason, they're terrible people. Uh, and there is so much. It's like search party, but not funny. It's like search party, but funnier. And oh my God. Um, werewolves and warlocks and talking cats and gigantic owls. You're just describing twilight and they're all alcoholics and twilight. Drug addicts. Yep. Twilight <laughs> vampires are addicted to blood. Uh, and then the the least funny book that I read all year, and one of the more serious introspective books that I that I read that kicked uh, monsters off my list, which is a no small feat. Uh, in five short issues, the many deaths of Layla Star by Ram V was absolutely incredible. Uh, the last lines of the book left me. I took a picture of it. It left me feeling some type of way. Hadn't stopped thinking about this book for days. Just absolutely unreal. Really, really good. The art is incredible. Uh, but if you want a tale about uh, Death, who is sent down to Earth to live a mortal life uh, because somebody is going to invent immortality and she sets out to kill him uh, and all of the foibles and things that happen in between. Absolutely unreal and will make you think about a lot of stuff. Really, really, really great. Yeah, he's a great writer. His Swamp Thing would have made my list as my top DC book if it wasn't for uh the nice house in the lake but like he does a great job packing a lot of motion into his books when he wants to yep uh swamp thing was was a close miss on mine as well but yeah check out swamp thing too by the way by ram v uh first collected edition out now uh so fucking good do you want to talk about our top 10 um things sure. of the year sure do you want to talk about our sponsors first alex do we have any no oh wow our big year end of the I, I've been telling you for months, Alex, we need a sponsor. We need a sponsor. You okay, told me we're going to get one. The Go-Go's are sponsoring us. Uh, look out. It's 1988. They are their new lead single, Head Over Heels. It just hit the airwaves. Mm. You can hear it mm. on mm. 101.1 The mm. Rock. Uh, and if you're the eighth caller, you can win free tickets to see them at the Greek. Yep. Uh, Alex, uh, let me pull up your phone number so I can tell them what number to call. It is 405-888-888. All right. Uh, As always, Alex and I will be rotating uh, between our top uh, top one. So do you want to kick it off? Before we do, like we talked about a lot of stuff this year. Like this was, we talked about this off mic, but this was the hardest year for us to eliminate stuff from our top 10 year, top 10 list, because there was so much great stuff this year, especially compared to last year. 
It is harder than Werewolf Jones in Crisis Zone. Oh my God, stop. Uh, and that's and, saying something if you've read Crisis Zone. And we we, we didn't even chance to talk about a lot of stuff. We don't want to talk about the DC animated movies, but we did not talk about Batman's Whole Dragon, Injustice, Long Halloween Part 1 and 2, uh, Justice League, or Justice Society World War II. We didn't talk about Super Crooks, Mark Millar animated TV show. The Witcher Season 2. Uh, the Witcher season two, Slugfest as well. We, we missed a lot of stuff. Yep. A whole uh, lot. All of those things are, that's our top 10. Alex just listed. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> and no, <laughs> in no fun. particular order. <laughs> so oh, I love it. Why don't you kick us off and give us your number 10 of the year? The because Snyder I know you have cut. Honorable number mentions. 10, the Snyder cut. Because oh, you want me to list my honorable mentions? Uh, maybe I'll save those for the end. Oh, maybe okay. I won't even mention them at all. Okay, so Snyder Cut, number 10. You want to talk about why I made your list? Uh, yeah, Dan Snyder uh, of the Washington football team directed uh-huh. an excellent film um, that didn't get to really make its air. Uh, so finally, DC was like, hey, Warner Brothers, well, let's put out a 17-hour-long version of Dan Snyder's version of the Justice League featuring the Justice Hall of America with Hawkeye. Um, no, that's a different movie. I'm sorry. Alex, do you remember the Snyder Cut at all? Yeah. And like, it's one of those things where I don't really think about it, but like, I know with like Affleck quitting Batman, like it almost sucks that like, and even though we know it wasn't going to continue, but I really enjoyed his like post credit scene with the Joker and Harley Quinn uh, and Affleck in like the post-apocalyptic world. I, I, I would like to see a continuation of that. It teased some really good stuff. It added some elements of humor and some fun to it. And honestly, I really want to rewatch the Snyder cut. Yeah. Um, it, it made the flash a lot more interesting and cyborg too. It made everybody in that movie more interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I liked Ben Affleck's Batman more after I watched the Snyder cut, which I mean, there was lots of room to grow for me on that. Did that, did that impact your view of, of Ben? At all? <laughs> That's the best Batman? No, I mean, he's already 10 out of 10. Do you still think that he was the bomb in Phantom, Joe? Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's just Naturally. that's just facts. Yeah. Um, but to get a little deeper on it, uh, the Snyder Cut was something that everybody's been clamoring for. I didn't really have a lot of faith in. Like, I thought it was going to be better, but, I mean, you can polish a turd, and it'll look a little nicer, sure. There but is was, no reason to watch the regular Just League movie over this at all. Ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, I need to throw out my copy yeah. of the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago, I talked about my Steelbook collection. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them. So congratulations. collection's going to shrink a little bit, which is a little sad. Well, my number 10, I know I talked a lot about the DC animated movies. And I actually didn't up- I actually ended up watching all of those except for Injustice. Uh, and my number 10 is an animated film that was not one of those. It was Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. Um, oh, wow. Something that, like, I love that world, but, like, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was, like, an hour, hour 15, which I also appreciated <clears> as well. Uh, so it was patiently well. It was incredibly violent. Uh, it provided some nice backstory to Carmoran, the home of the Witchers. And we've got to see a young Bessemir uh, in his prime. And I enjoyed all of that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm excited that they're making a sequel. And we still get to build off that, too. I'm not sure that was in my top 20. Spoiler alerts for my top nine, I guess. 
Well, your loss. I don't think so. Honestly. Yeah. Your loss. Honestly, not in my top 20. And looking at my top 10 list, I think it's kind of ridiculous that that's there. Um, wow. Really? Holy shit. Every year you do something that like really throws me for a fucking loop. And then you also include something that I forgot that I'm like, oh shit, how did I forget that? <laughs> yeah. You have to redo your entire list. Yep. A hundred percent. I am right after we finish our top 10 uh, podcast every single year. I'm like, I need to redo this immediately. I don't know if I'm going to feel that way this year with your, with your number 10 choice. All right. Uh, but your number nine, I, I, this is the, I think the only looking at my list, the only animated thing I've got on my list. Okay. Uh, it was one of the funniest things I watched all year. Uh, thank you, Ben Schwartz. Thank you, Pat Oswalt. Uh, for bringing us Modoc on Hulu, a great reprieve and the funniest, I will go on record and say the funniest animated comic book show, Suck It Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean, Harley mm-hmm. Quinn didn't didn't have a season this year. Uh, yeah. So, but Modoc was... I liked it, I liked it more than, than the Harley Quinn show. Modoc was a lot <clears throat> funnier than I was expecting it to be. Uh, it was absurd. It had no which I enjoyed. Yeah. being that good. The the claymation was a nice original take uh, on the animation as well too. Uh, Pat Oswalt was a perfect Modoc. Ben Schwartz, you mentioned as well, as great as a son. Uh, and it was it was great. I know that I know we're likely not getting a season two, but like I really wish we'd seen, seen another season of Modoc. Man, I want I want I want nine seasons in a movie, baby. Yeah, flip well, that six upside down, community fans. Just keep tweeting at Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, there's there's absolutely no chance. Uh, they made a comic book villain that I didn't really care about so much into one of my favorite characters. It was great. Excellent writing. You know, it's funny that Modoc was your number nine because yes. my number nine, yes. speaking of who I made a television shows, was Hitmonkey. The, oh, God damn yeah. it which we did not talk about this year at all, nope. uh, but I wouldn't watch it. Uh, and it was when like you, you said you didn't really care about Modoc at all. I cared even less about hit monkey. I believe uh, that, but it was so well done. Like it was really funny, but had like some emotional punch you to well, which you don't expect for a TV series about an assassin monkey. Uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, plays a ghost throughout it as well. And he's kind of the audience surrogate in a way for Hit Monkey. Uh, takes place in Japan. The animation is great. Uh, you're able to create depth for a monkey uh, by learning his tragic past and his current struggles while also feeling terribly sorry for a hitman at the same time while also wanting them to get violent bloody vengeance on the people that did them wrong. It, it's really worth a watch if you haven't watched it. I recommend checking it out. It's also on Hulu and it's also likely not getting a second season. Yeah. I don't think that any of those Hulu shows are going to be continuing sadly. <clears throat> and I think that that was kind of the motivation behind us not recording an episode on hit monkey. Yeah, I agree. Now that we've had our first two down, I could not disagree with you more. And I can only imagine how many more shitty animated things you're going to have on your list. And it's pissing me off so bad. Just like your list do every single year. 
I feel like you intentionally make your list to make me mad. Uh, I do not, but uh, the Teen Titans, they put out a new movie this year. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's going to be I, top five. I, I've not had the pleasure of watching it yet, though. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Oh, my God. I hope that you've already reserved a spot in your top five that you are going to be watching it between this podcast and when we record our That's a good top idea. five. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm sorry to everybody. If you're one of those people that listens to our podcast and then goes out and watches all the things that we talk about, I'm sorry that you have to go watch whatever Alex is going to tell you, especially The Witcher, which was not that good. Um, I think you waited the seven when you watched it. Yeah, that's not that good. That's good. That's not great. Uh, the next one, we haven't even... I guess we talked about it. Uh, maybe we didn't shit. Number eight for me is Book of Boba Fett. Alex has yet to watch the newest episode. Yeah. Um, it however, the please don't judge it. Worst Star Wars thing this year. No, third worst. Well, I, you're going to have to fill me in later because I don't see anything else on my list here. And I'm really nervous now. Oh, so that means it, I'll just tell you, you did not put Star Wars Visions on there? Oh, nope. I did not. Yep. Or The Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm very confident those were well outside my top 15. So no harm, no foul there. Good. Um, yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Absolutely excellent. Uh, there's a long scene in episode three that I did not care for at all. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it more when we're- we the next episode will become more episodes, but I really enjoyed that. Like this is more of a slow burn series. It is, and I know that in the next is it seven episodes? Seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, and he was talking to somebody that's that works on it, and he said five, six, and seven are the episodes, which really confirms your slow burn theory, which I'm yeah wholeheartedly in in favor of uh and this episode actually kind of jumps forward some we'll talk about it more next week uh but on the whole book of boba is absolutely incredible the performances are great the look into the tuscan raiders is fantastic casting matt barry is a great choice casting matt barry is never wrong um have you watched episode two yeah 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 i I, I really enjoy it so you've seen black chrysanthemum from yes the comic uh Dr. Afra comics, yeah. which I absolutely love yeah. that they are doing that. And I hope that they bring Dr. Afra in, if That's not really in this cool. series, in a different series. I mean, why not at this point? Yeah, I agree. You're already there. So I'm just really excited about everything this series is doing for fan service more than for the actual story itself at the moment. Uh, before you get to my number eight, there was a new Teen Titans movie this year. I can't believe we didn't do it. It is called Teen Titans Go See Space Jam. Uh, so we really missed out on not doing that <laughs> this year. I'm not joking. That's the actual movie. Are you for real? Yeah, 100%. Teen Titans Go See Space Jam. Yes. Oh, my God. Already 10 out of 10. <laughs> Which Space Jam? <laughs> I didn't read this in office. I don't, I, I don't want to be spoiled. Fair enough. Um. My number eight of the year is the first Marvel proper film uh, is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Um, 
this film was way better, way better. Than I thought it was going to be in fact, that was number eight, I think shows how much good stuff came out this year. Uh, the, the third act, I think I had some problems with, which is why it's not higher up on my list. Uh, but the casting was fantastic. I really hope he continues to be a larger part of the MCU, which I'm sure he will. Uh, but it was really funny. The cameo uh, role by Trevor was great. Uh, bringing back Ben Kingsley was a fantastic choice. Uh, and I just want more. Uh, funny that you mentioned that, Alex, because my number seven is Shang-Chi. Okay. Uh, moved while we were talking uh, pre-show from six to seven. So it swapped spots uh, and went down a spot. Rightfully so, I think especially given what number six is. Um, but yeah, I could not agree more. The third act was hyper weak. I didn't love the CGI in it so much. I know that you're going to have a ton of CGI in a Marvel movie. Sure. I, I think it's but, more like, like Aquafina learning to shoot a bow in like a day. Uh, and yeah. Dragging down. That, I mean, Which, that, was, that I, was definitely whack. And I liked her character a lot. I, I just didn't like that moment. A lot of people don't like Aquafina. I, I do enjoy Aquafina. I have no issues I thought she was good in the movie. I, the bow thing was was definitely, eh, in in my mind, sure. uh, she's not a top three archer in the Marvel <laughs> universe. Um, but even still, there was just a lot of CG with the creatures and shit. Once you got to the mystic realms and all that shit, I loved so much about this movie. The fight scenes are incredible. Uh, the love story between his parents is is really fun. Uh, especially when they're a secret garden or whatever that thing is together. I loved all those scenes, all those elements, the shifting trees. I loved most of the CG in this movie. Shit, the fight, the fight scenes at the beginning of the movie on the train. And then when they're on the scaffolding fight, that scaffolding fight is yeah, nuts. Great. So fucking good. Um, and I'm not a big fight scene person, but this one was, was excellent. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and get to my number seven. My number seven is another animated uh, project. It's Teen Titans Go See Space Jam. I have not watched it yet, but I'm sure I'm going to put it right there. Actually, it is Invincible uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm Like you mentioned, I was disheartened to see, hear the news about season two being so far where, I, where I'd like it to be in production. But I think season one made a fair amount of changes to the comic, but really kept the spirit of the comic intact. Had a phenomenal voice cast really kept true to the tone and like the violence of the comic and Mark's relationship with his friends, with his mom and his dad. I felt that all felt earnest to what Kirkman was trying to create. There's, I mean, there's red wedding moments in this first season and watching, you know, friends of mine experience Invincible's dad being the bad guy. Yeah. Was brilliant. You don't, you don't get to see things like that. And this, oh my God, big time spoilers. Well, I don't think we've said spoilers for yeah, any of this. Spoilers for everything we talked about. So if you hear us mention a name, drop <laughs> out. Yeah, we, that's, that is the worst we've ever done on the spoiler warning. Oops. But yeah, all of the, that big term with Omni Man, um, is that, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Omni, oh man, I'm so smart. I've just read this comic a lot. It's so good. I'm very, very happy uh, with what they did here and invincible um man you you couldn't have nailed this one better here i think um really really funny at times too um 
animation's great, straight but straight to Ryan Otley's art, which I know that he's not the one that um, created the art on it. Have you read that drama recently, by the yes. way? Yeah, yeah. It, it's not Otley's stuff they're talking about. It's the uh, the colorist for the, for the first, I want to say, like 24 issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said Kirkman talked him out of his ownership. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, yikes, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you made a big boneheaded mistake. But Just give him a little piece of the pie. I think so, too. Honestly, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. You don't have to do much, but give him something. Yeah. I mean, when you're as wealthy as Kirkman is, like, even though he's a fantastic creator, and I like him a lot, I still tend not to feel sympathy for people that have the ability to give their means to someone else and not see their life impacted. Uh, speaking of people's life being impacted, I don't think anybody's life was impacted uh, more than a character in my number six for the year. Uh, and that would be a little baby boy, Gus. Oh, and Sweet a Tooth. Show yeah, yeah. Called Sweet Tooth, uh, starring Will Forte and Will Forte only. You already professed your love for Jeff Lemire with Black Hammer. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got to see. It his wouldn't first... be a year in podcast if I didn't talk at length about something that Jeff Lemire is doing. So here we are. Uh, Jeff Lemire, his Sweet Tooth run was absolutely incredible. The show was great. It changed so many cool. things in so many really neat ways and added so many elements that I never thought could have been added. It, yeah, it's we. I talked about change from the constant invincible, and Sweet Tooth changed a ton from the comics. Yeah, uh, probably more than anything that we have talked about that I can remember off the top of my head. But yep. it was still a really enjoyable adaptation. Yeah, and I don't think those changes really affect the story either. Well, and what I like about like this adaptation, like the changes, is you can watch the, the show and see one story, and then read the comic and get a completely different story. But still, I mean, enjoy both of the worlds. Have your heart ripped out in both. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Especially the comics. Oh, my God. You know, this show is going to take a turn at some yeah. point. And it, it is really going to break us. I hope. Yeah. Just like, like the comics. Like the, the show is like the sugary pop radio friendly version of like emo. And like the comics is like the. Archers of Love, like Allen. Jawbreaker, like 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 in the East Bay scene of emo, which doesn't leave the club and just rips your heart out and just destroys you at home. So you go home to your apartment and you flip the lights and you didn't pay the electric bill. So you go and drink your warm beers out of the fridge, but you don't have a bottle open anywhere because you can't find it. So you just smash the cap on the counter repeatedly trying to get it open and just drink in the dark. Hope that you wake up before your shift begins because you have no power for your alarm clock. That's the difference between the two. That was bleak and I loved it and accurate. It was so fucking yeah, accurate. Yeah. That was great. Can you just do another analogy like that for every single movie that we talk about? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to see what you've left off from my list here. I feel like our top fives have got to be literally identical. If, well, unless you say one from the. We'll see what my number six from, is. Yeah. My yeah, number yeah. six is a little sci fi series called Resident Alien. Uh, oh yeah, is, our top fives have had better be identical then. Oh uh, my god! Which I think the next episode, I think we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the stuff we left off. There's a lot of great stuff that I think probably yeah. left off. Uh, there is but, one I want to bring up after this, but go ahead. <clears throat> Let's hear talk about Resident Alien. Resident Alien is so much fun. It's if you watch Dexter's uh, New Blood, 
it's basically the same thing. Uh, <laughs> man goes to uh, snowy mountain town, assumes identity that's not his, uh, takes job, which he's not an expert in, but pretends to be an expert in, uh, has voiceovers, uh, has a relation, a very close romantic relationship with law enforcement, uh, has oh. an estranged person from their past show up. Uh, it's basically the exact same series. Cool. But Alan Tudyk is a lot more fun than Michael C. Hall. Yeah. I w- if there's one of those two that I'm going to invite to a party, yeah, it's going to be Alan Tudyk. Yeah, of course. And they're both murderers. I don't think I had thought of that. Yeah. But yeah, yep. Rosie Allen, I think, was the biggest surprise for me this year. It was something that I think we mostly watched because we had nothing else to watch in January when it came out. Uh, oh, yeah. And it ended up being a lot of fun. I'm very glad that sci-fi were in for season two before they probably canceled for second season. Uh, I'm still better about Deadly Class and a little bit less so for Happy, but uh, I, I really enjoyed what they've done here. And the show is largely carried by Alan Tudyk as well. Yeah. It, that Those first few episodes that I watched were really fucking enjoyable. And I, I know you asked me if I was going to keep watching it. And I said, 100% yes. Yeah. yeah. I lied. I'm yeah, a dirty fucking liar. Yeah, because Plus great. has four different RuPaul's Drag Race spinoffs. One where they just sing, I think. Uh, and, you, and you have to watch them all. I have not watched Queen of the Universe. Thank you very much. Wow. Despite my favorite Trixie Mattel being a, a judge on that show. Thank you very, very much. Real discipline on your part. You know what, though? I will say that we got so burnt out on Drag Race because at one point they were running three seasons at the same time. Really? Yeah, yeah, we had to we had to pull back. That's crazy. We had to pull all the way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. one season I, I that, that we haven't even watched because we started it and we're like, no, nah, can't do it. Too much drag at this time. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We just we did start season fourteen last week when it started. So rest assured, drag race fans that listen to the podcast. I'm um, shocked it's only season fourteen. Oh, of the of the U.S. There's oh, okay three seasons of UK, two seasons okay. of Canada, Pardon six me. seasons of All Stars. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I shouldn't know. Okay. Well, that's our 10 through six for the year. Yeah. I do want to give a special mention because I couldn't figure a way to rank it properly. And I don't know if you face this issue as well. Uh, It might be in your top five. So feel free to, you know, not say anything, but the guardians of the galaxy video game. I absolutely loved. I loved it as well. It's not my top five. Um, I couldn't figure a way to properly put it in with these films and to rank it fairly in my mind. I would think it would belong in my six through 10 somewhere, but I just couldn't do that. Sure. And I actually looked up today to see if there's going to be like any DLC for the game at all. Cause I was thinking about yeah. it and how much I enjoyed it. There's not sadly, uh, but I'd love to have right. a sequel announced for this. Yeah, that'd be fucking great. I mean, it did so well at one a lot of game awards, so I would be yeah, almost shocked. Yeah, I just talked about not. how Resident, A- Resident Alien was a big surprise for me, I think, as far as gaming. Guard- the Guardians game was a big surprise for a lot of people this year. The Miles Morales game came out this year, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I believe so. At the beginning of the year? I want to say. Yeah. Which one of these two would you recommend if somebody wanted to play one? Guardians is more worth the money because it's a longer game, and Miles is a much, much shorter game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're both 100% worth playing. 100%. Uh, if you played the first Spider-Man game, the, this is basically a continuation. 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you shouldn't play the Miles game without playing the Spider Man game first. Agreed. Okay. Well, man, well, that's our that's our six through ten. Yeah, yeah that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. The next episode we're gonna this might come as a surprise to talk about our five through one and <laughs> our top five returning shows of the year as well, which Matt has a lot of in-depth thoughts on. <laughs> Just wait. I have so many thoughts. Oh man, I'm gonna be spilling my thoughts. We'll also be talking about episodes two and three. Um shit, we could even do four and maybe even five yeah. of Boba Fett. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Man. Well, let's wrap up for this week's Henchman of Comics. As or you can email us at henchmanacomics at gmail.com. Uh you can go and read the killing joke wherever books are sold. Uh, and I mean you can go find us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can go read The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller pretty much anywhere. For Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm promoting DC right now, baby. Hinch it easy. Bye.